0: Behind the Bite Podcast is part of a network of podcasts that are good for the world. Check out podcasts like The Full of Shift Podcast, After the First Marriage Podcast, and Eating Recovery Academy over at practiceofthepractice.com backslash network. Welcome to Behind the Bite Podcast. This podcast is about the real-life struggles women face with food, body image and weight. We're here to help you inspire and create better, healthier lives. Welcome. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome. Welcome to the show. So I don't ever want to assume anything about my listeners, but I don't think it's a stretch to assume that anyone listening today has never heard of energy work or alternative forms of healing that others have turned to when traditional forms of treatment, for whatever reason, just simply did not work for them. I think part of the reason I chose to do this podcast was to hear from real-life people who overcame their own struggles and come on here to discuss just how they did that. And that is just what the show is all about today. I have been across paths recently with someone who, like most of you listening, spent many years numbing out and escaping from painful personal struggles and inner turmoil. In his own words, he said that he spent the first four decades of his life punishing, mutilating, demeaning, and destroying himself. And somewhere along the line, he realized those daily practices only made things worse. And it's when he stopped trying to bury himself that his life shifted. Now He realizes that most people wouldn't have survived what he put himself through. So his path included years of self-education, reading, and trying more well-known alternative healing practices such as meditation. And in all of this, he learned how to heal his own pains. So what started out as something he was seeking solely for his own self-healing, it's now become a practice that others actually come to him for. They want to learn from him so they too can heal and move on with their lives. So our guest today, Beau Bissett, is here to introduce and discuss with you today this practice. It's called Amoni, and it's probably not one any of you have heard of. And if you have, I do apologize for assuming that. I'd never heard of it, and it was intriguing. So I thought, why not give him the opportunity to come on here and also give you listening an opportunity to hear all about it? I am certainly interested to hear more. So with that, let's get started. All right, well, Beau, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, Christina. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me.
0: Thanks for being here. So I'm excited because, um, you know, I've Had other people on here talking about energy work and healing, and um, as we've discussed before uh, the show, people aren't going to know much about your type of energy work and healing. So, I'd love if you could just discuss with us how you, um, I guess, found this kind of healing for yourself, and um, maybe just discuss a little bit more about it, so people aren't going. What is this? (laughs) Since this this whole podcast about.
1: Yeah, no, I understand. Um, my my journey was uh was started by my own self destruction. So, uh, from a very early age, I latched onto drugs and alcohol as a way to cope and like shut down the voices. Um, and then also uh, put me in uh, situations that were uncomfortable and make me or have me be in situations that were uncomfortable, uh, but then be comfortable. So if I had a drink in my hand, I could be anywhere and do anything. Um, But, you know, if there wasn't a drink in my hand, then yeah, I generally did not like or feel comfortable being around other people. Um, And, you know, that's a big deal. (laughs) I mean, we're social animals, right? So uh, we're social beings. So... Yeah, I mean uh alcohol and drugs really ruled my life for probably a good twenty-five, almost thirty years. So uh, and because of all that, um I was in several car accidents. Uh I've broken more bones and had more staples and stitches than I can count. Um And it's through, through all of that, that I had to figure out, all right, well, I've just crushed and destroyed my body and I'm not going to go out like I had thought I, I had thought I was going to, it's going to be a lot more painful and last a lot longer than I thought. So I got to put the pieces back together um, because I'm tired of hurting. And uh, yeah. So that's when I started looking and I think, the, the first book that really got me into the world, like that really got me to think that I realized that, you know, emotions were the the seed of all of our issues or at least all of my issues. Um, it's called Molecules of Emotion by uh, Dr. Kana's part. And I just that book it was more of a, a female's journey through science. Um, but there was the point, in, the point that I got me was just like m- emotions affect us on a molecular level. Just, and I was like, wow, man, that's pretty crazy. And so, I mean, I tried, I could try everything. I could get my hands on. I read hundreds of books, did courses. I could travel internationally to, I live in Taiwan now, um, but I was just, Looking and looking and trying to heal, trying to figure out what you know what was wrong. And once, yeah, once uh, once I stumbled onto muscle testing, which is one of the foundational practices I use in uh, the the modality I called Amo Ni. Amo in Spanish means I love. Ni in Chinese means uh, you. So together, Amo Ni means uh, I love you. It's like a, um and the goal that goes to Get the individual to have the individual uh, that we're working with look in the mirror and say those three words. Uh, I don't believe, from personal experience, I don't believe that you can uh, love someone else until you've loved yourself first. So my, I know going through the going through the the troubles that I went through and the relationships that I went through. Uh, net where i am now i was infatuated with and i was interested in other people at at times but i was so tormented on the inside that i could not i couldn't even you know i couldn't give someone else my all i couldn't i couldn't yeah really pay them attention give them give them love because i didn't love myself well
0: it sounds like you were really escaping from everything with the drugs and alcohol and i'm wondering that whole process of just how you know you talk a lot about self-awareness and i'm just wondering was that a painful process to even start to connect with yourself and have the awareness of what you were thinking or feeling or what your emotions were
1: yeah it was pretty brutal it was really just just, uh, just the biggest bulb that went off for me was like uh, it was so painful when i realized like when I did, when I started doing the clearing work and I realized like, Oh my God, I've been doing this to myself. Like, Oh, I mean, there was, you know, I, I knew that drinking and, you know, was not leading me forward, but like drinking socially acceptable, all my friends do it. So I'm like, you know, it is what it's, I'm just one of those things. Like, you know, maybe it's a physical thing and I just can't, you know, uh, I just can't drink, but I was like, I can't drink. And i just, it was always a fight. And, um, but when I realized, like not just the drinking, but the way that I, the way that I talked to myself, the way that I treated myself, just the decisions that I made, um, the fact that I like bankrupted myself uh, uh, physically, emotionally, uh, spiritually, uh, uh, just relationship-wise, like everything, I just I pushed people away. And like when I realized that the decisions that I was making, just on a on a very micro level, were were pushing me we're keeping me going down that path i just i was like a uh like the hoover dam exploding it's just and i cried for oh my god months after that and just just releasing and releasing and releasing and uh yeah that's when like i really started healing we
0: know and it's you know, I know people listening to this podcast may or may not have uh, turned to drugs or alcohol to numb out as well. But if you know anyone listening can relate, you know, I can certainly, with my own eating disorder, turn to my eating disorder behaviors to numb out and escape from all the negative stuff going on in my own life or my own head, and you know, clearing that out, not numbing out or coping and escaping, distracting, whatever you want to call it, with all of that, the ED talk or the behaviors once that all stops and the awareness comes and realizing what's all there and what's present is the same thing as, wow, (laughs) now there's all of that that's there. And, um, and and, yeah, the negative thoughts, the, you know, all the things you were avoiding and now have to deal with, um, the aftermath, the relationships, maybe you, um, have to deal with that were broken or the consequences from all the things you didn't attend to. And, um, and so it sounds like you were, you were at that place and it's, it's a lot, it's painful,
1: yeah. it's hard. You know, the thing is talking about, you know, the food or drugs or, you know, sex or, you know, whatever we use to, to, you know, to hide and to seek pleasure outside of ourselves is we're all in it together. It's no like you're this or, you know, I'm bad or we're all, we're all in it together.
0: And one thing I like
1: about what you said Talking about awareness, I was looking at your website. Um, one of the things you said was once you gain the knowledge and awareness, things can start to change. And you are talking, you mentioned the awareness earlier. And yeah, it's just so, so true. Like the awareness, once you, once, once that happens, like once that, once you achieve that awareness, it's like, wow, I've got, uh, yeah, it's time to make some changes. And I can make some changes now because you know, because I have that, you know, awareness, I'm, and I, I just know what I've been doing. So once you, once that spotlight shines on what you're doing, then you have that choice, right? Then you have that conscious choice. Like now I know what I've been doing specifically on a micro level, and I can now choose to keep doing that because I know what that. Re- I can start to choose something different. So. You know,
0: it's so hard because, you know, like eating disorders, they're an illness. Right. And even with the awareness, it's it's a hard thing to to, to you know, get help. It's really I guess that's where the when you said the choice, it's can you choose to seek help? Um, you know, whether or not somebody chooses to seek help is a whole different thing. You know, the illness is is the hard part. Like, um because certainly, you know, like we were talking earlier, you have to eat every single day, several times a day. And so it's a very difficult illness to overcome. But I think it's like you said, it's just understanding that it is an illness and it's not as this choice you're making to continually have this. But, um, you know, when you were I read your website as well. It's like, is that part of what you you know, uh, what you help people through is. Like how to gain that awareness is that kind of the first step is helping them gain that and then what's the what's the like if somebody was to work with you like what is the whole process that you help them work through and um what what does that look like how is this different than say any other kind of healing or energy work that somebody else might take on
1: right um, well I've done oh, I've done uh, countless healing modalities i've done I've looked at tony robbins and i've done uh dr joe Dispenza's work and uh i've done sound healing and um uh, meditation and i've done counseling and therapy and everything and for me there was i just didn't uh nothing connected like i just it was i didn't really have the the light bulb moment that this this worked for me so for me what the muscle testing was self muscle testing was the most important thing that i discovered because through muscle testing i was able to establish a direct connection with my body like you know i always thought i was fairly self-aware but once I started muscle testing, I, and I realized like I really, there was a huge divide between what I what I thought I knew and what I actually what I actually knew or what I was what I was hiding. And the self-muscle testing was just a huge revelation that, like, wow, I can really open up and I can ask myself. Questions. I'm. I've always been someone who relies heavily on, or is very takes a lot of pride in doing it, doing things on my own. And for me, the muscle testing was like it gave me that. It gave me that power to stop looking again, stop looking outside of myself for the answers. Um, and I combined the muscle testing with the uh, like a, a meridian. Meridian and emotion chart um, from kinesiology. And then we go through and we look at the heaviest emotions attached to this each chakra. And we find the emotions anchored to those to those emotions, other emotions a- anchored to those emotions. And it's just like um, I guess a good analogy here is like uh, I'm in Taiwan, so the, in, on certain public holidays, they'll, they'll go out or when a, a new business opens, they'll take uh, fireworks and they'll take these long, you know, the long strings of firecrackers and you just light, they light those things, it's, just that, it's going off like a machine gun, right? And that's the process that we use with Ammoni, the, the emotions that we walk up, up through the chakras and it just pops the emotions and the the anchored the anchored emotions that we have to the childhood instances that, that were anchored in the first place. And it's just with each with each uh, station with each uh, move up the chakras and each emotion that we find the release. It's so powerful. And then it could be that day or a day later, a week later, where the awareness happens, the self-awareness happens. And we see what was tied to that emotion and the event that we uncovered. Because once, we, once we connect with that emotion and then move it through breath, the alma breath, the Amo breath is the uh, Amo in Spanish, is I love, right? So the Amo is actually a love breath. Uh, we use the actual breath and then also the sound and the vibration of the breath and the chest to help move the emotions. And the, yeah, the release and the connection and self awareness that appear is, is just life changing. Change
0: so, my life. Go ahead. So, does it start with when you say muscle testing? Is that something that um, anybody can learn to do, or is that something yeah. you help people learn how to do through this process? Because um, yeah, it mean, sounds I, like I, that's, that's that sounds like that's like a mind body connection that people need to start with first yeah, before yeah, they do yeah. anything else. Is that right. kind of what's happening?
1: Um, to do it on your own, yes, um, I can. I work with uh, when I work with individuals, then I I'll self muscle I'll muscle test for them, mm-hmm. and so yeah. And as I'm walking them through the process, and I'm also teaching them, you know, how it's done, um, because I I really I really believe like this this work not only saved my life, not only changed my life, but saved my life and yeah i mean i would like to see more people doing it and in, in the hands of people that can you know get take take charge of their lives and and yeah and have it literally the choices in their own hands to be able to change their life
0: now if the muscle testing isn't done is there i mean is that the way the mind and body start to connect at first to really yeah. kind of get into that and then it sounds like there's another transition to kind of transitioning into connecting with chakras like what yeah, is yeah. the what is the transition from like the muscle testing into more of the work with chakras
1: okay and once we I like for example with the first chakra we start off with uh one of the first emotions we start off with shame mm. um so we go in and i'll look for the different emotions anchored to shame. It could be shame itself. uh, It could be spite. It could be anger. It could be uh, frustration, any any emotion. Um, And once we do that, then we have the, uh, once I find the emotions attached to shame, uh, then we go through and we connect with each one of those emotions. Um, and, And with muscle testing, we can also find out when and where that, that anchored emotion came from, uh, what age it was, um, what, you know, what was the situation. And we have the individual connect with that actual, uh, actual emotion in that situation. Then we also, I also go deeper than that. Uh, we'll go through, after having connect with, if they're able to some, there's some instances where these emotions get attached uh, you know, when they're even in the, the, even in the womb. And so, I mean, and, and that is instance, you cannot connect with, you know, what was, you know, what was happening, you know, what was going on. So I have the individual also connect with the body part where, where they feel it and you know, where is that anchor? Where's that, where's that emotion anchored in your body? Um, I like. I like to think of the the bodies like a are like a high school hallway just littered with lockers and in each of those lockers could be your heart could be your arm your fingers knee wherever your stomach that's where those those we keep emotions in those those body parts we store emotions in the, in those body parts and it's that 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 uh, the resonance of that emotion in that body part is causing the disturbance and causing us to, uh, yeah, causing, they can lead to, you know, also actually physical problems in the body as well later on down the line. So once we connect with that, then uh, we use body, uh, we use release points on the body that correspond to the chakra and the emotion that we find. Uh, and then the Ama breath, which again is the love breath that we use to, to move the actual emotion. And as I was doing this work with the muscle testing and the release points and connecting with the emotions, once you release these emotions, these stored emotions, there's quite often you feel that emotion. Again, as it comes out, the anger, the shame, the guilt, the sadness, the the depression. And for me, uh, the love breath, the Amo breath really kind of takes some of the sting out of that, uh, that emotion, moving again. Um, the Amo, uh, the way to do the Amo breath is with, uh, it's a three-part, three-part breath. So it's Amo. So you're basically like sounding out A-M-O. You're basically like sounding out each one of those letters. So with the A, you're bringing in light from, the, from above with the, with the M or the M. We're really, uh, we're spinning that light in our chest, in our heart center. And as we're doing it, we're also connecting with the part of the body where we found the emotion and imagining the, uh, the emotion, like a uh, gray or dark wisp of uh, energy coming up into the heart center, being sucked away, that negative or that heavy energy being sucked into the heart center. And then with the O, um, I'm not sure if you remember um, when uh, I think it was in the 80s, I guess it was. There was a cartoon called the Care Bears. Yeah. And they were like, they killed the enemy by, you know, shooting love or luck or whatever was their chosen, you know, symbol out of their chest. So it's the same thing. So it's um, spinning around and then we like, oh, send it out. And just doing the Ama breath itself with the meditation, um, I do it before meditation. It's just, it's just a beautiful cleansing breath. Um, I think, I, I think I send you the link for it. So if somebody wants to check that out, uh, I definitely recommend. It. If even if this is not something that you, that interests you, the Ama breath, I would definitely check it out. It just very a beautiful breath
0: yeah thank you it will, it will be in the show notes so um, yeah no
1: worries. the
0: link um and it sounds very much like you know at the end of when i do yoga or something the own breath right like the mm. first part right?
1: yeah, that yeah, exactly. Of thing. yeah exactly and that's that's kind of where i came came up with it um it was just you know you know how it is when you know you've done something for so long and then like you know I'm, if you've been on a path for so long and all the experience, like you're, you kind of think like, you know, am I ever going to use this one day? And then all of a sudden it's like, everything just kind of falls right into place. And I'm like, Whoa. And like, that's how I came up with the whole name for Amoni and everything like that. You just like, it all fell into place at once. And that breath basically it fell into my lap. And I was like, wow, that's uh and I started using it. And it's, it's, it's really amazing. So,
0: you know, obviously, you've you read many books and have had this experience for yourself. So, when did you start working with other people and having experiences with other people and seeing what effect it had on them?
1: Uh, about a year and a half ago. Yeah. So, my own journey took me about to get to the point, it took me about eight years eight years before. So I guess like, you know, you went to, you went to university and graduate school. Um, I took, I took the longer way um, uh, of kind of being stubborn and trying to figure out everything on my own. You you, you went the quicker route. Um, yeah. I know it was quicker, but <laughs>
0: different. Wow.
1: <laughs> you, you, uh, yeah, you're right. it's, it's not, Quicker, it's just uh, uh, maybe less less painful, I guess. So I I've kind of pulled myself through the mud and you know, kind of put myself through all kind of precarious, you know, and difficult situations where you know if I had uh, opened up more to you know learning from others or you know more importantly learning from others' experiences, uh yeah the the journey would have been less painful but then i wouldn't be where i am now i'm kind of happy where i am so
0: so how did you come to people and say you know this is my experience and this is what's happened to me and like how did people take to that and start to work with you
1: um that's a good question the first thing is i started doing it and then um my wife was like you know this is like, you're, you're a completely different person. And, mm. and that's what, that's what, you know, kind of was one of the tipping points uh, for me, you know, finding this stuff too, was we almost, we almost lost each other uh, through a really big argument. And it was just that, that, that almost lost that just everything kind of triggered. And she was actually the one that started introducing people to me. She was like, uh, you know, I want you to help this person. I want you to help this person. You know, we've got this friend. I'm like, uh, sure. I mean, I'd love to actually. Anyway, just helping people, uh, just feeling, just being able to help people and realize like, wow, I've I've just made a difference in somebody's life. Like, uh, remember... The one of the first people I worked with, like, uh, they were on the brink of a divorce and he's now happily married. And as you know, him and his wife are sleeping in separate beds and like, uh, you know, they were arguing about how to deal with their children. Uh, and now this it's all completely changed. So it's amazing.
0: So uh, you know, in the last year and a half, would you say um like now people are more seeking you out for help and like it's, versus the other way around?
1: Yeah, it's getting that way. It's getting that way now. There's still I'm still uh I'm still pushing those wheels. Um, but the the tracks are are greased, are starting to get greased, I guess you'd say. And
0: so I mean, I'm curious now, do you feel like um People are giving you positive feedback, like okay, this is really helpful, this has changed my life
1: um, the yeah, of okay yeah, yeah that has and- been uh i mean that's been most of the, re- the most rewarding part was that um you know for me like yeah, I made changes and but i I read a quote the other day, and it was like you know um my and this, this is about money, but it applies to what we're doing as well. Um, somebody said something about, um, you know, people don't know, people don't know about money buying happiness until they've given enough of it away. Um, and I feel the same way about like what we're doing with helping people. Right. So you don't, it's like, once you, you know, helping yourself is, is great. Um, and you know, I wouldn't be able to help people without having have have helped myself first. Um, but the feeling I get from helping others is is much more, uh, it's much deeper than like I'm giving I'm giving that gift right away. And that's that's uh, that's pretty powerful. Do you think people have to be
0: in a in a certain space or or mindset in order to start working with you and have it be successful for them?
1: I think that's true in any instance. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I think if I had been in the right state, like, you know, Tony Robbins would have worked for me. You know, I think if I'd been in the right state of mind, like Joe Dispenza would have worked for me. Um, Or, yeah. But I also think that you know, being in the right space, but also like, you know, there's certain things that resonate with people more, you know, more than other things. And I think once you find the thing that does resonate with you, like what I do won't won't resonate with you know some people. and That's fine. I think, um, you know, the biggest, the biggest thing that I have learned is that what we talked about earlier is about awareness and like, you know, you can have that awareness. You can achieve that awareness through meditation. I don't like meditation because I think it takes too long. Um, what I do is like just really search and destroy it. Um, But having said that, um, you know, meditation is good for grounding. And I do it, you know, I do it almost uh, maybe three or four times a week. Um, but you can just to you know to ground myself and start my day off right but yeah you can have you can have self awareness with you know sitting down and uh getting lost in a uh drawing or uh playing basketball or you know or going to see uh or, or talking you know talking to someone um but uh, to me that self awareness is that is that is the key <laughs> like the key in the ignition, once, once that clicks, it's like, all right, you can, you can start moving.
0: So obviously you are, you are in Taiwan. So if people do want to find out more about this type of energy healing and work, and maybe do mm-hmm. want to explore working with you, can they do that um, without having to be there or how does this work?
1: Yeah, exactly. And you know, that's the, the funny thing is that with COVID is like, uh, I started out with working with people um face to face and then covid um came and uh i had a person up in i'm in the south of taiwan and a friend of mine a friend introduced me to uh to her friend and said you know i want you to uh, can you work with her and i said, yeah but she's up in taipei and i was like well i don't know let's see if we can do some let's see if we can do a zoom call and we did, and it worked fabulously. And then towards the end of our Zoom calls, we, there was an issue with the connection. And so I said, you know what, let me just call you back. And so I did, and we, there was no video. We were just uh, on speakerphone, uh, and I was working with them. and same thing i think that i think the separation that we experience in life is really self-imposed like you know we are we are connected with everything and i think the deeper you go with you know with this work the deeper you go in healing your own you in healing the more you understand that you are connected with each and every person and, and thing on this planet, and when and when that happens, you just have so much deeper respect for you know the people around you, the things around you, and and the journeys that people are going through. You stop the judgment falls to the wayside, and um, you know you just appreciate everybody's journey and what they're yeah like i said what they're going through
0: well um i know you also have some material online if people do want to learn more or find out more about uh you Mm -hmm. and your work so um how can people find you and learn more about this because you know i think that's the biggest thing is you know people don't know much about energy work or you know, especially something new like this, they probably would want to explore it more, or understand it more. So how could they find you and your website and more information?
1: Yeah, the, the website is probably the main place. Um, I've tried a bunch of stuff on uh, social media and yeah, I prefer my own website. It's, uh, the website is amoniclear.com. So it's A-M-O-N-I and then clear. Um, I've got some stuff on, I've got maybe a hundred videos on YouTube, um, and all the other social channels, but really my big one is, uh, yeah, the website.
0: Well, thank you for sharing all this. Um, you know, there's, it's always great to have ways, like you said, people connect with different things and find different ways for themselves of, of finding their journey to getting to a better life so i do appreciate you introducing us to this especially me i had no idea what this was and um you know for us to connect from like literally like worlds apart is fantastic so i appreciate
1: this i Um, really appreciate you having on having me on your podcast and giving me this platform to share what i do um and talk with me and, and share your experiences as well christina it's really i really you know i feel blessed i appreciate it
0: well, thank you so much. And um, I'm sure people will be going on your website to find out more. So, again, thank you so much for sharing your story and giving us all this great information.
1: Yeah, no doubt. Take care. Me
0: too. This podcast is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information in regards to the subject matter covered. It is given with the understanding that neither the host, the publisher or the guests are rendering legal, accounting, clinical, or any other professional information. If you want a professional, you should find one.